Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the CEO of Search Nurture, Spencer Padway. You can learn more about him and his company at searchnurture.com. Spencer, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, I know that you're kind of in between uh, skiing right now. You took a quick second here to chat with me. So I think that's really cool to be doing that at the start of the new year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, a big part of our, our company is flexibility and, and quality of life. So, uh, you know, I waited till the, the holiday crowds had gone and, you know, took the first week off to kind of reset, rejuvenate and, and skiing's my passion. So I really like you know, getting out there. I think that's smart how you waited for the crowd to leave because my, I mean, you know, my husband and I, we got an RV during, during the week of Christmas and we were like, oh, let's just go on a road trip. We went from Virginia to uh, Tennessee and, um, you know, oddly enough, the roads weren't too crowded. So I was pretty happy about that, but definitely like the day after Christmas, we were in, um, Asheville, North Carolina and like the town was just crowded. And I was like, huh, like I, I was kind of hoping that because of all the craziness of the world that it wouldn't be so bad, but I was like, okay, well, people are still out and about. So I think it's kind of cool that you thought you still planned ahead and you're like, I'm going to wait for the crowd. <laughs> so I have this whole mountain to myself <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to go exactly. skiing. Weekday skiing is the, the best kind of skiing, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Um, well, Spencer, you already uh, kind of touched upon uh, a bit of a hint of your company culture. Let's talk about your company. For people that are learning about Search Nurture for the first time, what's your company about and who do you like to serve? Yeah, so Search Nurture, is a, we're a full-service digital marketing agency. Um, we serve B2B SaaS and, and we're growing a lot in the retail ad space, so consumer mm -hmm. products. Uh, we've actually built our own software platform that helps connect all of the different retailers together. So one of the big problems we often see is, you know, if you're running on, on Walmart and Target and Amazon all at the same time, it can be really difficult to combine that reporting and combine all of the, the efficiencies and make sure that all the accounts are running. And so uh, mm -hmm. that, that's where we're really focusing and where we're, we're growing um, is in that consumer product space is helping people, you know, get into grow and uh, increase their sales in, in retailers and on their, their websites. Yeah, I think that's a uh, really incredible. Um, I know that I know, and I haven't. We talked about this offline, uh, but you actually started off as a digital marketing company, or, or sorry, you actually started as a digital marketing academy back in two thousand seven, and you've pivoted since then. So, can you tell me about like how how did you start there, and then you end up where you are today, <laughs> working with B two B SaaS and retailer companies? Yeah, yeah. So. Um... I'm going to make this an even longer story and start all the way from the beginning. Um, so back in 2009, I actually started my first agency, which was Brandfish uh, Online Marketing. Hmm. Uh, you know, it was my first company. It was really my first foray into digital marketing. And so we, we grew a bit. And we were really focused on SEO. Hmm. Um, we partnered with a, a PPC company. And so we were working together and we actually ended up both getting acquired by a company called Sellpoints. And uh, one of the things that's fun is that the three of us from that era are still together. So uh, my head of SEO and head of page, we've been working together for about 11 years now, which is pretty wow. cool. Yeah, We've got a great rhythm. So I, I always enjoy that. Usually I'm like, hey, we got to do this. I'm like, already did it. <laughs> I love um, you, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, oh, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to tell you anything. You got this. Um, yeah. And so uh, Sellpoints was a, a company that, you know, acquired a bunch of companies, kind of M&A model to uh, build, bridge the gap between brands and retailers. And so we worked there for about three and a half years. 
Um, we ended up leaving. They got acquired by another company called Conversion Point. And so uh, my director of SEO and I decided to, to split off at that point and start an academy. Uh, and our, our goal was that we'd seen a lot of different companies where as when they grow, they want to bring their marketing teams in-house. Mm. So we thought, you know, there, there's a really hard gap in the industry where it's hard to get that initial training, uh, you know, unless you work at an agency and in-house companies are always clamoring for marketers, but very few in-house companies, you know, are big enough to have their own in-house training program with all the different you know, disciplines of SEO, SEM, you know, retail ads, social, all, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we started Search Nurture with the goal of, of uh, you know, building that academy, helping bridge that gap, you know, help train people, help people find jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when we started, what we found is uh, most of the people that took us up on that offer ended up just saying like, hey, we don't actually want to hire these people. We want to, you know, keep you guys as an agency. Oh. Um, so mm-hmm. the model kind of worked, um, but we ended up just seeing the agency business really grow. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we pivoted and, you know, someday it's a model I'd love to go back to. But in that pivot, we um, we got... I would say kind of lucky, you know, through a bunch of referrals, things like that, you know, people just uh, knew me from my last job or, or had seen our work and, and kept referring and, and we grew extremely fast. And so mm-hmm. we grew to the point where we said, okay, we have to totally pause the academy. Let's keep growing. Um, and we grew fast enough that we caught the eye of, of Amazon. And so Amazon mm-hmm. said, Hey, we're going to let you guys, even though you're smaller than our normal company into our, you know, uh, vendor central API beta, which is like the, um, the connector to be able to build software on the back end of Amazon's ad platform. Wow. And and once we got that, you know, we said, okay, this is a rare opportunity. We get to specialize between brand and retail art, which is, you know, where we had already worked for the last four years and, and build a platform that can kind of drive through that. So, uh, you know, it's kind of the, the long story and the, the ups and downs that, that led us to where we are today. Yeah. I like how you were trying to empower these businesses, uh, to have like in-house marketing. And then ultimately they're like, but we like you, like we want, we want to hire you. So it's really cool how like, you're like, oh, our plan worked, but like not the way, you know, that we were expecting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was not what we saw coming, but it, it makes sense. It's really hard to build in-house teams. And I think a lot of companies set up with the goal of like, let's build the team. And, and once they get there, they, you know, it's not a priority. If their marketing's working, they don't want to change it. They just want to let it run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know that you have had the, you have the opportunity to be working uh, with Amazon. I'm curious to know, uh, what does uh, some of your clientele look like today? You don't have to drop names if you don't want to, but you know, what are what are the type of clientele that tend to be attracted to working with you? Yeah, uh, really anyone that's selling, you know, um, consumer products on the internet, we, we tend to uh, hone in a lot on consumer packaged goods and home goods. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some really large brands, you know, 300 million plus, and then, you know, we've got some smaller brands. And, and I think one of the things that we found that we do really well is uh, in manufacturing, right? It's typically a little bit less digital of an industry. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these companies aren't as familiar or as technically forward when, when it comes to things like, you know, managing all these different ad platforms. And so, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, that we do really well is, is we've taken these small companies or, or even big companies that are just new, you know, small on the internet and really helped them grow over two or three years. You know, their sales are, are 200, 300%. And especially this year with the pandemic, you know, it's become more important to, to help make sure that all these brands are, are seeing that and winning that online shelf space. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really any company that, that's kind of selling online that's a, a certain size and generally already in retailers. Yeah, absolutely. And you did mention, uh, you know, one fun fact that our listeners should know is that your company uh, grew 25% uh, during COVID times. And I guess that makes a lot of sense, right? Because people have people have no choice but <laughs> to really uh, go to digital marketing. And, you know, since you've been established for some time now, it's like as if you were able to ride that wave um, for people that were ready to be like, okay, I got to go online and I need someone to help me. And of course, we have Spencer here <laughs> to help yeah. me with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, this year was challenging for everybody, right? And I don't think that's an exception for us either. When when COVID first hit, it didn't matter who it was. Everyone wanted to pause their marketing budget, right? right let's right. let's see what happens. Everything's changing. Right. So there are a few months there of you know deep uncertainty. But coming out of that was you know great because all of a sudden everybody kind of understood. All right, we're we're moving you know from that physical retail much more to that online retail. And uh, you're, you're totally right that we were in a great position at that time. We got you know really lucky being in an industry that that was able to shift like that and move and and really lean on our specialty to help you know both those companies and ourselves grow in a, in what was a you know an otherwise very challenging year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think the important part was just being able to pivot. You know, I think for a lot of businesses, and I'm sure including yourself as well. And um, I think I think businesses who had been able to pivot, um, it it shows to me that they were in business for the right reasons. You know, to really service their clientele mm-hmm. and the needs of the marketplace. You know, so as as hard as 2020 was, I think there was a there's been a lot of inspiring stories um, and changes that actually came out of it as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Do, doing that pivot and changing and, and kind of seeing people, you know, see the the light and the way out was was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Spencer, I uh, I just thought I'd say I really like your energy and your personality, and I imagine that your team uh, likes it as well. So we were talking a little bit about this offline. Um, you know, you also currently, your, your company, uh, at least this company at the time, Search Nurture, is about three years old, and you have 25 employees. Um, and you also hinted at the very beginning that it's important to, um, you know, kind of do a job that you enjoy. And I know that there are some uh, pillars that your company stands by that, you know, you instill not just in your team, but I think you try to practice with your clientele as well. So let's get into those pillars. What are the three pillars that your company stands by? Yeah. So the, the three pillars that we really base everything off of are, are clarity, care, and results. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the principles of our business is that, uh, you know, we create a working environment that everybody wants to go to work. Uh, you know, obviously we're reasonable. It's still a job, but yeah, uh, you know, we, we want to make it as positive an experience for everybody. And, and we apply, you know, the clarity, care, and results both to how we do our account management and our client work, but also internally. Um, I think one of the, the ways that we do that that's really interesting is uh, in our performance reviews. You know, we do quarterly reviews, uh, fairly standard. Um, and the way that we structure those is pretty unique. We want to make sure that it really focuses on the employee and, you know, what they want to do, not just in their career growth, right? We don't sit down and say, okay, you're an account manager. You want to be a senior account manager is what you have to do, but, but where they want to go and what they want to do in life. And so we break those out into three different sections. Um, and we always start with personal goals. Uh, and I think personal goals is the most interesting of the three. I, it's not something I've really seen anywhere else. And we ask them, you know, why, why are you working in this job? How can this job help enable the life? You know, where do you want to improve your, your personal life? And, and how can we help? And you get a lot of different answers. Uh, you know, one of yeah. them is that because we're remote, we're, we've been a remote first company for uh, over a year now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants that flexibility with different time zones. A lot of people are at home with their children. Right. Um, so we, we get things like that a lot or we get, you know, self-fulfillment things like I want to be a, a leader or an expert in this. And it's not necessarily their role. Right. Like I want to be an expert in this role, but I, I just want to be able to be like the go to person for, for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and what makes that great is, is once we have those personal goals and we know where people are going, uh, then we can build our, our performance goals off that. Right. So what are your results in the role? That's one of those pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one is development goals. So, you know, looking in that, that care and clarity, right? If, if you have that worked out, you know why you're working this job, where you want to go in life, that gives you that clarity, that care is really focusing on them. And then you kind of build that into results. So development goals could be something like, you know, I want to be a better communicator. And so we'll say, okay, let's read these books. Let's practice these things. Let's do this video course. 
And that will roll up to, you know, your performance goal of, of working with your uh, clients in a more effective manner, but also, you know, your, your personal goal of being more honest or, or whatever it is, you know, I'm, right. I'm kind of making up examples. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we really take a big focus on making sure that, you know, people know why they're here, where they're going in their lives. And that if you don't focus on that, you don't have kind of that framework. You know, a lot of people can just get lost in that, that, you know, I'm just working this job to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. Um, it, it almost feels like when people work with you, they they also get the additional benefit of like life coaching and, <laughs> you know, business coaching in a way. It's like, why do you really want to be here? And like, okay, now that we know why you want to be here, what do you want to get out of this job? And then now that we know that, let's talk about how can that reflect in your performance and how you, you know, just be the best employee that you can. And I just really like that you add, um, I guess, that human aspect into the workplace. You know, like you're not just looking for people that uh, want a paycheck or want to do a nine to five because that gets boring and gets old very quickly as a lot of us know. So to really add that sense of purpose and that meaning into the workplace, I think is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that is uh, not just valuable, right? But it's also really rewarding to feel that. One of my employees, I think last month said, you know, this is the happiest I've ever been in the job because it's the the first time I felt human to your point. So I was like, yeah, Yeah. that's that's the whole thing. Like we're all people, we're just working, right? So yeah. If you can improve, you know, all of their life, they're going to be happier. We have a really strong culture as a result, but it's also just kind of intrinsically rewarding because everybody feels, you know, they feel good and they know what they're doing. And and we haven't had this happen yet, but you know, I'm sure at some point, somebody's personal goals won't add up with our performance goals or development goals, you know, and, and I think that's honestly a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, otherwise you're going to have an unhappy employee who doesn't know why they're there. They might, you know, leave with two weeks notice, which is always hard. But, you know, if you have a sit down and you say, hey, I don't think that your personal goals actually line up with like what we're doing as a company and and they agree, you can have a much more amicable and and clear split and really, you know, help them as a person instead of, you know, grinding it out in a job because they don't know what else they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just like what you said, I'm sure it's like really sad when, you know, someone puts in their two weeks and you weren't able to prevent that ahead of time. And I think maybe a lot of employees, and I think about like the last job I worked where I just like quit the moment I found out I could (laughs) was because I was so dissatisfied and I felt like my boss wasn't listening to me and listening to my needs. And I think that maybe the traditional way of being in corporate um, is to feel like you can't have that human conversation with your boss. But I just love that you incorporate that in your company. And I imagine that, you know, really uh, improves the retention rate uh, of your employees. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think so. I think our team is really, uh, really tight and a lot of people are, you know, in it for the long run and they really enjoy working here. And that's, that's that whole goal of having that like, you know, true, honest and open communication is it, it helps you, you know, work through those issues before they, you know, build up or explode or anything, anything negative like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Before I uh, pivot to my last question here, Spencer, I just wanted to know, is there anything else that people should know about Search Nurture that I haven't asked yet? That's a good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Good. That means I covered my bases. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things about Search Nurture to know. I I don't know if there's any, you know, one particular thing I would, would call out at this moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. No worries. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move forward here. So, you know, Spencer, our listeners are everyday small business owners and entrepreneurs. And clearly you have uh, created a tremendous business that you could be proud of um, and that your employees, I, I imagine, are also very proud of. So to our listeners today, before we wrap up, do you have any you know, parting advice or words of wisdom that you would like to share with them? Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things when you're starting a small business and, and you're getting going 
is knowing your value set and, and knowing what you're getting into. When, when we started this company, the first thing that we did is we, we made our values, our principles, our mission, our vision. Mm-hmm. And of course that can change over time, right? Our, our initial ones were all focused on the academy, although the, the principles and vision are largely, the, or, sorry, principles and values are largely the same. You know, mm-hmm. the, the vision has changed quite a bit. Um, but if you have that baseline of, of what you believe in and what you really want to build, when, when you build that company, you can really build it to yourself. And, and at the end of the day, your company culture is going to be an expression of yourself and, and mm. how you build that. Um, so being really aware of that, making sure that you know people are bought into that, they're, they're part of that, that you're really paying attention and, and building that kind of culture, especially if you're talking about a service business, I mm-hmm. think is really valuable and, and really undervalued. I think a lot of people focus on on the tasks and on the work and on, you know, let's get this stuff done, but uh, you can burn people out that way. You can turn people off. You can have high employee retention or client retention issues. Um, so really making sure that you have that kind of value and that you, you know, you, you value the people that you're working in and what you're building and why you're building it instead of just, you know, looking at that end game of how do we build for, for revenue? I, I think if you get those other things down, that the revenue and the growth and the product will all sort itself out. Yeah, I think building a transactional business can only take you so far. And again, I think like the key word you said here is value. Like, you know, do you, what do you value in yourself? What do you value in your employees? What do you value for the company? Um, And I think that's just going to make the whole company culture uh, happy and healthy uh, all around. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a place they can come to and enjoy, as you said, like early on, you know, create a company where everyone wants to go to work. And it sounds like you've been able to accomplish that. Um, so Spencer, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us here today uh, on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I really enjoyed our conversation. And again, thank you. It was great having you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me as well. It's always fun to, to talk about these things and, and you know, try and share my, my knowledge. And uh, if anyone has questions, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, I'm more than happy to answer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, to our listeners, this is Spencer Padway, who is the CEO of Search Nurture. You can learn more about him and his company at searchnurture.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.